This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story, hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on your favorite podcast directory, and you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Want to start today's show by sending my prayers and best wishes out to the good people of Louisiana. A lot, of, a lot of listeners in Louisiana, and uh, I am married to a Louisiana girl who has family in Shreveport and Baton Rouge. Shreveport, in particular, is, uh, is getting hit. I think uh, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, a Cat 2 or a, uh, yeah, a Category 2 wind when it blows through uh, Shreveport and Bossier City. It came ashore as a Category 4 last night, and... Uh, there's at least one death that we know of uh, now, a, a 14-year-old girl that was killed when a big tree fell on her house. It wasn't as bad as uh, was feared. They, at one point, were saying that uh, the storm surge, when it came ashore, was going to be up to 20 feet. It looks like that storm surge, in fact, was uh, about 5 feet. So it wasn't as bad, but it is still very bad. Um. The good people of Louisiana know how to deal with these storms. They've had a lot of uh, experience in it. Doesn't make it uh, any less painful to uh, have to uh, clean up and repair your houses and uh, put your towns back together. And uh, I know that the good people of Louisiana are up to this, and um, I will do everything uh, that I can to support them. And uh, I will be announcing on tomorrow's show uh, ways that you can help as well. So last night, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin was mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful, actually mostly peaceful, not the, uh, the media's definition of mostly peaceful, but the actual definition of mostly peaceful. So after three nights of rioting and the complete inaction and, uh, and failure to respond by Kenosha's Democrat mayor and Wisconsin's Democrat governor. It took the actions of one 17-year-old boy, Kyle Rittenhouse, defending himself to restore order in in Kenosha and uh, snap people out of their uh, beliefs that they could continue to destroy law-abiding people's property 
assault them in the streets, burn their businesses, and that there would be no response. And so finally, um, because Kyle Rittenhouse went there armed, trying to fill the void left by the Democrat mayor and governor, then had to defend himself, they've arrested him on uh, first-degree murder charges. I don't think that there any way a Kenosha County jury is going to return a conviction for Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself as he was being attacked by these violent rioters. But uh, this uh, this incident has snapped uh, the Democrat mayor and governor, finally uh, the governor of Wisconsin, Tony, uh, can't remember his last name, Weiss, that's not it, sent in uh, significant numbers of National Guard troops and took federal help from the president that he'd been offering all along. And they were able to restore order. I know that the the rioters were at least three members short last night because uh, Kyle Rittenhouse removed two of them from the street and sent one to the hospital. And this was an obvious case of self-defense. I mean, it's not even in question. You've got videotape of all three of these uh, people that were shot, two of them killed, attacking Kyle Rittenhouse. One was hitting him in the head with a skateboard. One was uh, pointing a a Glock at him, and the other uh, was chasing. Well, they were all chasing him, but uh, the first one was chasing him through the streets, throwing things at him, and uh, is on tape earlier in the night uh, trying to provoke a confrontation, saying, uh, "Shoot me, shoot me!" In word, he's not. He was a black. I mean, he was a white guy, actually, a convicted sex offender for violations uh, against a minor. But good luck trying to convince these uh, these leftist zombies on, on uh, social media that we all have a right to self-defense. They can't wrap their minds around the whole concept. They think, and uh, they, they are absolutely adamant about it, that we are required to stand by and watch while these rioters run wild through these cities, burning and looting and assaulting and killing. And they are firmly of the opinion that if these rioters attack you, you are required to just take your beating or get killed. And any resistance is, uh, is murder. You'll notice that they, they never were concerned about any deaths in these Democrat controlled cities. As long as, uh, you know, the, the people doing the dying, the, the citizens and the cops and business owners, But now that, uh, you know, some of the, these violent riders and, and all of these riders were violent, have had to pay this price, then cert- suddenly they're outraged. Tucker Carlson's taken a lot of abuse because last night he pointed out that if you leave a, a void of law and order, eventually the, the good citizens will fill that void. They're saying that he's justifying murder. Kyle Rittenhouse, he was 17 years old. They're saying, oh, he can't have a gun because he was underage. Well, yeah, they may be able to convict him of a, uh, a, a violation of a gun law. But I don't care if he was carrying a bazooka illegally. If you start attacking him unprovoked, 
he is within his rights to, to defend himself with that bazooka. Kyle Rittenhouse was attempting to retreat. He was running away from these people, and they were chasing him and assaulting him. They really left him no other option than to defend himself. And I wonder if these uh, these leftist zombies imagine that these violent rioters, rioters that were attacking Kyle Rittenhouse somehow knew that he was 17 years old and from out of state. No, they didn't know. That's just a technicality that they're uh, trying to grab onto. Yeah, he could rightly be convicted if I say rightly be convicted. I, I'm not uh, for certain that he was violating Wisconsin law for open carry. But if he was, uh, they could rightly convict him of that. But if you look at these videos, there's no way in hell that you could possibly convict this man of a murder charge. He would likely be dead today had he not defended himself. This was a clear case of self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse came to town. He, uh, I've got a clip here uh, where he was interviewed by a local media earlier in the night saying what he was there to do. He was actually actually brought a medical kit with him to, uh, to provide aid to the citizens that were being assaulted in the streets of Kenosha. Out here, obviously, you're armed, and uh, you're in front of this so, business we saw burning last night. So, what's up? So, people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business. And part of my job is to also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could you could argue that he uh, he shouldn't have gone there. But he did, and it's understandable why he did. He was there uh, the day before helping clear graffiti off of the Kenosha County uh, Courthouse. And he was there to defend the business owners that were being uh, victimized by these violent rioters and left to, uh, to fend for themselves by the police. The Hill... <laughs> Uh, pointed out that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had attended a Trump rally in January, of course, trying to smear the Trump campaign. I would point out to the Hill uh, that a convicted murderer, a convicted kidnapper, rapist, torturer, and murderer named Donna Hilton was a, a part of the Democrat National Convention. She was on the program and had a public speaking point. Hill wasn't interested in that, of course. So let's talk about these uh, these poor souls that were shot while attacking Kyle Rittenhouse. The first one, his name was Joseph Rosenbaum, 36 years old. He's on video chasing this, uh, this teenager, throwing things at him, and uh, earlier in the night trying to provoke a confrontation by begging them to shoot me, N-word, Rosenbaum is not black. He's a registered sex offender. His, uh, his sex crime involved a minor. That's all we know from the, uh, the online sex offender database. 
the second uh, person that was shot is named Anthony Huber. He's 26 years old. He is actually from Kenosha. He's on video chasing Kyle down the street and hitting him with a skateboard. And if you're stupid enough to attack a man armed with a, a semi-automatic rifle with a skateboard, then that just might be Darwinism catching up to you. Huber's got a criminal history that includes charges of battery and repeated domestic abuse. These are great people. The third uh, name was uh, Gage Groskrokets. He's the one that had the gun and was shot in the arm. If you look at the video on slow motion, Kyle Rittenhouse is an expert um, marksman, uh, or excellent in, uh, in handling his weapon. His weapon actually jams uh, right as Gage Groskrokets decides he's going to attack him. Kyle is able to clear his jam expertly and uh, fire uh, and hit the man's arm, the arm in which he was uh, holding a, uh, a Glock. Gross Crotz. <laughs> I have the hardest time with these names. i got to get a staff to spell these things phonetically for me. He's a member of the People's Revolutionary Movement. He was shot at close range in the upper arm, and uh, that that arm is going to be um, disfigured for life. It took a huge chunk out of his bicep. Got a criminal record of carrying uh, firearms while intoxicated. Minneapolis uh, returned to the mostly peaceful riots again last night because a murderer that the Minneapolis police were trying to arrest committed suicide while the cops were approaching. That's not my theory. It's on videotape. The cops are approaching him. He sticks a gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. And that prompted another night of rioting and looting in Minneapolis. So if people are going to burn down neighborhoods, destroy businesses, and kill each other on behalf of these violent sex offenders. They'll riot for anyone, including somebody that kills himself. This is the Black Lives Matter movement. Also over in Portland, they continued. I think they're on their 85th or 90th night of protests, violent riots. Hundreds of these Antifa smashed up the Portland City Hall, went inside, tried to set the building on fire. They've uh, they've taken to a new tactic. They've got these rebar uh, road spikes that they put on the streets to puncture the tires of approaching police officers or fire uh, engines or medical help. Twenty-three of these Antifa were arrested last night, and of course the Soros-funded district attorney in that county promptly release them without bail. This is the kind of activity, uh, the kind of, um, uh, abdication of duty that led to the, the, the killings in Kenosha. Joe Biden has finally found his voice. And we're going to get to that right after this message. Stick with us. 
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. In the second half of today's show, we're going to cover uh, the, the Republican National Convention. It was yet another tour de force. I, I have a very hard time believing these polls. Uh, well, I had I, I didn't believe the polls to begin with, but um, the lies being re- really put to these polls. This is not a a left of center nation uh, that is going to be buying into the Democrats' appeals to uh, victimhood and socialism. The Republicans, for their part, are putting on an inspiring uh, American message of freedom, self reliance, and and um, equality. And I think it's going to pay off for them. But, uh, you know, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to pull one on over, uh, on over old Don Lemon and Andrew Cuomo or Chris Cuomo over there at CNN. And uh, they they finally got a clue, uh, you know, why these uh, these uh, opinion polls are moving in Donald Trump's direction. I do think that. Uh, this what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant, Don Lemon. It only took you three months to arrive at that conclusion. And it's not going to go away. And so unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or seven. Well, the president has already offered that solution. That is, of course, restore order on these streets. And uh, he, uh, the, the Democrat governor of Wisconsin finally accepted federal help last night. And lo and behold, the rioting in Kenosha stopped. 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. You think? He's got to come out and talk about it. You think? He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch. It's happening under Donald Trump's watch. It's being uh, carried out by... Democrats, far left Democrats in Democrat controlled cities and states on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? But guess what? Just like these uh, riots are going on in Democrat controlled jurisdictions. If Joe Biden and Kamala Harris make this whole country a Democrat jurisdiction, you can count on these riots continuing. The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know, and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Uh It's showing up in focus groups. Uh It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. It's not the only thing that's sticking, but it is definitely sticking. Well, apparently over the, the Biden campaign, they finally got the message. 
right after that, they trotted um, Biden's senior campaign advisor, Simone Sanders, out to uh, to make a, a milk toast condemnation of the riots. And then they finally were able to uh, rouse old Joe Biden out of the basement to say this. That video makes me sick. Once again, a black man, Jacob Blake, has been shot by the police in broad daylight with the whole world watching. He was shot in broad daylight after resisting arrest. He had warrants out for his arrest for felonies. He had prior convictions of assaulting police officers and carrying concealed weapons illegally. He had a knife in his possession at the time he was fighting with police officers. They tried to tase him to no effect. He was getting into or reaching into a car when he was shot. He he put the officer in legitimate, reasonable fear of his life and safety. And by the way, there were a bunch of kids in the car as well. If he was allowed to leave them, then those cops leave in the car, then those cops would have been responsible for their safety. He spends the the rest of uh, this, uh, uh, or the first half of this statement, um, basically justifying and contextualizing these riots. You know, I spoke to Jacob's mom and dad, sister, and other members of the family just a little bit earlier. And I told them justice must and will be done. Well, uh, part of justice is withholding judgment. And Joe Biden just uh, con- condemned the police officer, uh, not just implying, but basically saying that, uh, that uh, Jacob Blake was wrongly shot. You know, our hearts are with his family, especially his children. Yeah, his, his children that he did not support. He had six children. The uh, the clip is stuck. Come on, clip. Well, he goes on later in this clip to uh, to give you know a uh, sort of a milk toast appeal to please stop the rioting. Y'all don't do that. If you have he he you know he had said something in condemnation of the riots before, and it was uh, it was basically it would be better if y'all didn't riot. But uh, now, because of the polarization and the dishonest coverage of these uh, these events, we are set up for endless riots. Kyle Rittenhouse, if he is charged with murder, uh, well, he's been charged with murder, but if he, if he is uh, prosecuted for murder, he will most certainly be acquitted. This is not a close case. He was running away from violent attackers who uh, finally started assaulting him when he lawfully defended himself. And they are not going to find a Kenosha County jury to convict this man. Lynn Wood on the, uh, uh, on Twitter has already come out and offered his representation. He's the one, he's the lawyer of course, that uh, represented, um, Nicholas Sandman. So he's going to have very competent representation and, and he'll be acquitted just like George Zimmerman was acquitted after these deluded idiots uh, said that he didn't have a right to defend himself. The officer, and I'm not going to name his name, although it's all, all over Twitter already, who, who was forced to shoot Jacob Blake, he is ultimately going to be acquitted. He may not even be in, be charged. Jacob Blake was uh, resisting arrest, armed with a knife. Reaching into his car, it is the textbook uh, definition of a threat to a police officer. 
Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis is ultimately going to be acquitted of the murder charge. The autopsy on George Floyd showed that he had fatal uh, levels of methamphetamine and fentanyl in his system and that his lungs were already uh, filling with fluid. You remember before Derek Chauvin ever arrived on the scene, George Floyd, while standing up, was saying he couldn't breathe. George Floyd died of an overdose. Jacob Blake died while resisting arrest, armed with a knife. And these two up in Kenosha were killed while stupidly attacking an armed man, one with a skateboard. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to cover the GOP National Convention Night 3 right after these messages. Uh, right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So again, last night I listened and watched the Republican National Convention on C-SPAN, and uh, that is a, a, a top-shelf production, both in the content and the presentation. It is just uh, smooth as silk, and it, it's so refreshing not to have to listen to a steady parade of these uh, these celebrities spinning their their. Um, leftist drivel and to hear from real people. So I've got uh, a lot of clips. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you the best of night three of the Republican convention. And, uh, it's hard to know which, you know, which clips to bring to you. If you saw it, um, you know, I, I hope you'll, uh, continue to listen because, uh, a, a lot of these speeches that I'm going to bring to you, uh, these clips of speeches are worth hearing again. And, um, you know, on the first night, uh, there was a, just an absolutely powerful uh, invocation given by Cardinal Dolan uh, standing in front of New York Harbor and the Statue of Liberty. It was a, just a, a stirring um, prayer, opening prayer. I didn't bring that to you because, you know, I thought, um, I, well, I had to choose. And uh, instead, I brought you the, uh, the opening sequence of John Voigt opening the convention, but, uh, and, and John Voigt was great again last night, but, uh, tonight I'm going to bring you, um, the opening invocation. It's about three minutes long of rabbi R.A. Spiro. He has been on this show before. He is, he's fabulous. He is a conservative Jewish rabbi. He's not Orthodox, but he is, a 
He is uh, uh, a conservative. And he really knocked it out of the park uh, last night opening the convention. Gulf Coast. Ooh, let me try this again. Here we go. Almighty God, we come before you this evening and pray for your divine protection over our brothers and sisters in the path of storms along our Gulf Coast. You are our rock and our shelter in the midst of the storms of life. You are the God who commands the winds and the waves, and we pray that you will provide refuge to our people. O Lord, you have granted us certain natural rights such as the right to speak freely, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, as well as religious freedom, the right to assemble, and the right to self-defense. Only in America have these God-given rights so flourished and been categorized as belonging to the people, embodying the very essence of our government. Father, we pray that this outlook and mindset, this form of government continues, as has been our history, especially now when to our horror it is being challenged. And so we pray that God gives strength and health to our president, who has splendidly demonstrated daily his determination to defend and maintain the God-given rights of our citizens, as enshrined in our Constitution and in our Declaration, eloquently passed down through our Judeo-Christian tradition. President Trump has stood up fearlessly against those who are corrupting the term social justice so as to deny Americans their birthright and these divine gifts. May God protect him. May God bless all those in government and among our citizens who seek to honor, defend, and preserve our heritage. This land was founded in an epic and providential moment. Like the revelation at Sinai, it was the moment when the vision of God rendezvoused with the soaring and noble plans of appointed men. Yet, every so often, apace various generations, we are compelled to resurrect and give rebirth to our providential beginning to renew our present days with the exuberance of those founding days. Perhaps that is what is meant when we say, make America great again. We pledge to vigilantly protect and tend the garden so as to imbibe its blessed fruits. May God continue to make America great, and may we continue to be his people, one nation, under God, and let us say, Amen. Amen. I got to have uh, Rabbi Spiro back on this show. I I, uh, I don't have him on often enough, and uh, man, that uh, that was a speech or a, a prayer for the ages. In keeping with the religious theme, uh, they brought Sister Deidre Byrne on last night. She's a medical doctor who came to the to the uh, to the uh, work late. Uh, she did a, a, a thirty-five or thirty-seven year career in the uh, in the United States military before becoming a nun. She uh, represented the little workers of the Sacred Heart, and here's what that sounded like. Good evening. 
I'm Sister Didi Byrne, and I belong to the community of the little workers of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. Last 4th of July, I was honored to be one of the President's guests at his Salute to America celebration. I must confess that I recently prayed while in chapel, begging God to allow me to be a voice and instrument for human life. And now here I am, speaking at the Republican National Convention. I guess you better be careful for what you pray for. My journey to religious life was not a traditional route. I'm going to pause here and move forward in her her address. Oh, my goodness. I'm having technical issues uh, today. It's, uh, it's hung up again. Come on now. Oh, damn, I hope this doesn't continue. My apologies for the technical difficulties. She goes on to uh, stand up for unborn life. And, uh, and, and she has a, a long history of standing up for life in war zones and in disaster areas. At one point uh, in last night's program, they, they brought uh, forward another one of these everyday Americans. This guy is a, uh, a- actually a, uh, a logger from the state of Minnesota talking about how the uh, Democrats had allowed the, the radical environmentalists to basically shut down his industry and how Donald Trump turned that around. Most dangerous job in the country, but we embrace that risk because we know America was built by strong people building things together. America needs us to keep building, and we can't wait to be a part of it. But the last time Joe Biden was in the White House, Minnesota lost nearly half of its mills, thousands of jobs, and experienced nearly a decade of decline. It was a similar story in other parts of the country. The administration just didn't seem to care. In 47 years in Washington, Joe Biden hasn't done anything for the timber industry. When plants closed in Duluth, Sartell, Cook, and Bemidji, they were just numbers on a paper to the Obama-Biden administration. To me, they were people and jobs and families. Under Obama-Biden, radical environmentalists were allowed to kill the forests. Wildfire after wildfire shows the consequences. Managed forests, the kind my people work in, are healthy forests. Under President Trump, we've seen a new recognition of the value of forest management in reducing wildfires. And we've seen new support for our way of life, where a strong back and a strong work ethic can build a strong middle class. We want to build families where we were raised and stand by communities that stood by us. These people are fighting for their way of life and the utter and complete indifference of the Democrats uh, giving way to these radical environmentalists who any level of development or exploitation of resources is uh, a, 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 an offense to them has been one of the uh, most destructive aspects of the Democrat Party. Last night they brought on Clarence Henderson, he is a, a, a veteran of the civil rights movement. He was involved in the, uh, uh, the lunch counter sit-ins to try to educate um, uh, Democrats, and specifically black Democrats, on the actual history of the Republican Party as opposed to the Democrat Party. But the great thing about this country is that it's not where you come from, it's where you're going. I was born on what some would call the wrong side of the tracks. I don't even have a birth certificate. I never attended an integrated school. 
and am the only one out of my immediate family who graduated from college and HBCU. I'm a military veteran and a civil rights activist. And you know what else? I'm a Republican, and I support Donald Trump. If that sounds strange, you don't know your history. It was the Republican Party that passed the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery. It was a Republican Party that passed the 14th Amendment, giving black men citizenship. It was the Republican Party that passed the 15th Amendment, giving black men the right to vote. Freedom of thought is a powerful thing. There are Americans, voters all over the country, who media is trying to convince to conform to the same old Democratic talking points. You know what that'll get you? The same old results. Joe Biden had the audacity to say, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Well, to that, I say, if you do vote for Biden, you don't know history. Donald Trump is not a politician. He's a leader. <laughs> oh, man, that, uh, that uh, foot and mouth episode that Joe Biden had where he, he told uh, that talk show host that if you're voting for Trump instead of me, then you ain't black. That is really coming home to roost as an offensive statement. And uh, uh, black speaker after black speaker at the Republican National Convention is expressing their offense to it. They brought on Richard Grinnell, uh, the former ambassador to Germany and uh, famously the interim head of the Defense Intelligence Agency that declassified so much of the documents that they were trying to hide regarding the Russiagate uh, crimes and uh, and I'm going to play three short clips that he had first elected to the Senate in 1972 48 years ago well it's actually the typical Washington story just this year 22 Democrats ran for president they rejected all of the outsiders and nominated the ultimate Washington insider someone they had to pull out of retirement Every time Joe Biden offers a new idea, you should ask yourself, why didn't he try that over the last 48 years? You know, that's the same way that uh, Donald Biden Trump, first- that's the same way Donald Trump went through the, uh, the huge Republican primary field in 2016. You had all of these swamp creatures up there saying what they would do if you elected him president. And Donald Trump turned to him and said, well, why haven't you already made an effort to do that already? And Joe Biden has has the worst argument to return to government of probably any, well, any person, uh, any swamp creature in Washington. Here's Grinnell again. A return to the Biden way of thinking means America gives the radical terrorist regime in Tehran a plane load of cash in the middle of the night. Well, you see... President Trump also sent an aircraft in the middle of the night to deal with Iran. But that plane was on a different mission. An airstrike to take out the head of Iran's terror machine who plotted the deaths of Americans. Well, actually was responsible for the death of hundreds of Americans. And you'll remember, if you doubt what Richard Grinnell says there, that Joe Biden actually condemned the killing of the number one terrorist in the Middle East, uh, Soleimani. And then Richard Grinnell went there. He, uh, he, he talked about the Democrats' attempt to subvert the Democrat process in this country. 
and what I saw made me sick to my stomach. The Obama-Biden administration secretly launched a surveillance operation on the Trump campaign and silenced the many brave intelligence officials who spoke up against it. They presented bogus information as facts. They lied to judges. Then they classified anything that undermined their case. And after Donald Trump won the election, when they should have continued the American tradition of helping the president-elect transition into the White House. The Democrats should be uh, disqualified from holding office again. They actually uh, mobilized the intelligence and law enforcement agencies to try to sabotage the opposing party's political campaign. And it's not in doubt now. It's, it's part of the public record. And the idea that they're going to put Joe Biden up there, who was part of this scheme, is breathtaking. I guess that's why they're putting Joe Biden up there, is because he was part of the scheme, and he's the one that needs to come in and continue the, uh, the cover-up that, uh, that Robert Mueller and Andrew Weissman carried on for two and a half years. we got to run out to a break, but when we come back, we'll hear some more from the Republican National Convention, and then we'll talk about the... The NBA canceling itself right after these messages. Stick with us. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. So there were a lot of strong women on the uh, program last night at the Republican convention, and um, it it was hard to know which to choose because they were all so powerful. Uh, You had Kayleigh McInerney uh, coming on, talking about the president's uh, uh, health care policies and uh, supporting um, coverage for pre-existing conditions and talking about her her own troubles uh, with uh, with cancer. But I wanted to bring you uh, uh, Kaylee Ann Conway, Kelly Ann Conway, uh, talking about uh, the president's record on empowering women. Good evening. I'm Kelly Ann Conway. One hundred years ago, courageous warriors helped women secure the right to vote. This has been a century worth celebrating but also a reminder that our democracy is young and fragile. A woman in a leadership role can still seem novel. Not so for President Trump. For decades, he has elevated women to senior positions in business and in government. He confides in and consults us, respects our opinions, and insists that we are on equal footing with the men. President Trump helped me shatter a barrier in the world of politics by empowering me to manage his campaign to its successful conclusion. With the help of millions of Americans, our team defied the critics, the naysayers, the conventional wisdom, and we won. For many of us, women's empowerment is not a slogan. 
it comes not from strangers on social media or sanitized language in a corporate handbook. It comes from the everyday heroes who nurture us, who shape us, and who believe in us. I was raised in a household of all women. They were self-reliant and resilient. Their lives were not easy, but they never complained. Money was tight, but we had an abundance of what mattered most, family, faith, and freedom. I learned that in America, limited means does not make for limited dreams. The promise of America belongs to us all. You know, this was a reoccurring theme. Uh, last night's uh, theme was uh, the land of heroes. But uh, throughout this convention, they've looked on the, uh, the bright side of America, the land of opportunity, the land of freedom, the land of unlimited potential if you just accept it. And contrast that with the Democrats' message that, uh, you know, this is a deeply racist country, that uh, you are limited by immutable characteristics. And it's all a lie, and it's all designed to make you dependent on government, dependent on the Democrats, and to stoke grievance. Laura Trump, um, wife of Eric Trump, is a true star, the southern girl from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I think she actually grew up on Wrightsville Beach, just outside of Wilmington, north of Cape Fear. Was fabulous, man. Eric Trump married well, and here's what her um, address to the convention last night sounded like. In recent months, we've seen weak, spineless politicians seek control of our great American cities to violent mobs. Defund the police is the rallying cry for the new radical Democrat Party. Joe Biden will not do what it takes to maintain order, to keep our children safe in our neighborhoods and in their schools, to restore our American way of life. We cannot dare to dream our biggest dreams for ourselves or for our children while consumed by worry about the safety of our families. President Trump is the law and order president from our borders to our backyards. President Trump will keep America safe. President Trump will keep America prosperous. President Trump will keep America, America. If you're watching tonight and wrestling with your vote on November 3rd, I implore you, tune out the distorted news and biased commentary and hear it straight from someone who knows. I wasn't born a Trump. I'm from the South. I was raised a Carolina girl. I went to public schools and worked my way through a state university. Mrs. B from my seventh grade English class was right. What I learned about our president is different than what you might have heard. I learned that he's a good man, that he loves his family, that he didn't need this job, that no one on earth works harder for the American people, that he's willing to fight for his beliefs and for the people and the country that he loves. Just a fantastic speech uh, um, and and character rest, uh, reference from uh, from Laura Trump. Of course, all of this has really sent the left-wing media uh, over the edge. They're determined to try to claim that this 
appeal to optimism that the Republicans are putting on is just the opposite. Let's start with this decision to go dark. Dark, divisive version of America. Dark and distorted version of reality. Dark, dystopian view of America. Dark warning. Dark and sad. Dark and divisive. The first night of the convention, it really took a dark turn. It was yeah, very well, ominous. And painting a dark picture. Painting a dark picture. Painting a dark picture. But a lot of people saw a very dark picture. Dark and dystopian. <laughs> Absolutely. It's dark. It's dystopian. No, it was, it was actually describing the parts of the Republican convention that they were talking about that were dark. The only parts were the, the comments on the actual Democrat convention and the direction that their party is taking. It's amazing how they always get their, uh, their talking points. They get their talking points directly from the Democrat national conventions, uh, uh, you know, strategy, uh, a room. That's how the Democrats wanted to portray it. And so that that's exactly how the media is portraying it. I got about five minutes left in today's show and I'm going to, I'm going to cover, um, Mike Pence's uh, acceptance speech. It was the last thing on the program last night. It, it was brought to you from Fort McHenry on Baltimore Harbor. They had a big crowd gathered there that was celebrating. Uh, they had fireworks. The president was also there, although he did not speak. But here is uh, Mike Pence uh, in his speech talking about the Republican support for uh, law enforcement. Joe Biden says that America is systemically racist and that law enforcement in America has, and I quote, an implicit bias against minorities. When asked whether he'd support cutting funding to law enforcement, Joe Biden replied, yes, absolutely. Joe Biden would double down on the very policies that are leading to violence in America's cities. The hard truth is, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. And under President Trump, we will always stand with those who stand on the thin blue line and we're not going to defund the police, not now, not ever. Here's another clip uh, from the vice president. On the same topic. Violence must stop, whether in Minneapolis, Portland, or Kenosha. Too many heroes have died defending our freedom to see Americans strike each other down. We will have law and order on the streets of this country for every American of every race and creed and color. That is going to be a huge part of uh, uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence's reelection. The Democrats have foolishly ceded the issue of law and order to the Republicans. And without basic law and order, all of our other freedoms are, are moot. You can't have freedom while you're under assault. One more clip from Mike Pence. On November 3rd, you need to ask yourself... Who do you trust to rebuild this economy? A career politician who presided over the slowest economic recovery since the Great Depression? 
or a proven leader who created the greatest economy in the world. The Democrats are trying to weaponize the coronavirus and claim that Donald Trump was a failure on the economy because they insisted that he listened to the scientists and shut the economy down. And now uh, governors in these Democrat states of New York, Illinois, New York, uh, and California are insisting that it remain closed and it's hampering the, uh, the economic recovery. But in spite of all that, the uh, groundwork laid by this administration has, uh, has resulted in a, um, a, a strong return. So in the short time I got left, I want to talk about the NBA. They of course canceled their playoff games last night <laughs> and they think that America cares uh, they think that they're, you know, putting on some big uh, virtue signaling uh, exhibition. Um, the truth of the matter is uh, most people who who care about uh, their their uh, virtue signaling tuned out of the NBA a long time ago. And when you get right down to it, uh, none of these NBA players or very few of them, just a handful, maybe are losing any money from sitting out these playoff games. I think if anything good came out of these riots, that it is that uh, they're canceling these playoff games. They ought to cancel the entire season. If they really cared, if they were really committed to their cause, they would cancel the entire next season. See how that works for them. As a matter of fact, why don't they go play in China? They apparently think that China is uh, a good model as they oppress their their people and put people in concentration camps and engage in slave labor because, of course, LeBron James says that they can't speak out against that. But they can most certainly smear and defame the United States of America. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. Santa's dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.